Nintendo fans, your GPS has led you to the correct location. Welcome back to the Mario Matter episode 37, your favorite Nintendo news podcast. And boy, do we actually have a banging news week. Nintendo sales updates have come out. New hardware comments from the official Nintendo president who does all the stuff. It's banging. Welcome back to the show. And normally, guys, I do a whole long intro like, you know, I'm playing this game. This is the content, you know, coming this week. We're not doing that today. We're not doing that. I feel like I ramble way too much. We're going to get straight into the news. It is your host, M. Swizzle. You probably know me from YouTube Shorts. You know me from the podcast. Whatever you know me from, the Nintendo YouTuber myself. Bringing you all of the Nintendo news from the past week. I hope you are as excited as I am. This is the last podcast before the Tears of the Kingdom Zelda game launches this Friday, May 12th. I will be at a midnight release. I won't say too much. Just look out for a video Friday. With all of that, you're here for Nintendo news. I won't, you know, I won't stall. I won't blame you for being here just for that. So let's cater to you and let's get into all of that. So this is called the reading headline segment. And what this is, if you do not know, is I'll go through a bunch of Nintendo news from the past week that is not like gigantic major sales updates news, but it's news either way. And it's still very, very interesting sometimes. So let's go through all of the news from the past seven days, really eight because I'm posting on May 10th, recording on May 9th. So past eight days maybe, but you know, Actually, if I'm posting on May 10th, no, no, it's, it's it's past seven. It's past seven. Past seven days. Here we go. May 3rd. Now, can you call this news? I don't know if you can really refer to this as news, but it includes the former Nintendo of America president, Reggie fils going after a random user on Twitter for pirating Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now, that sounds interesting, doesn't it? Let's get into it. So, you know... Some random pirater on Twitter who's pirating the game. I would call them a pirate, not a pirater. Pirate. A random pirate on Twitter post, post their Switch home screen and post them pointing at the Tears of the Kingdom logo on, on the screen. Basically saying, I have the game. I pirated it. Now, Reggie finds this somehow and responds to this Twitter user with a simple quote. This is what he replied with. So he wrote, quote, I don't know what you want. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Now, if I'm that pirate who posted that tweet, I am so scared right now. I'm kidding. But if Reggie was actually still working with Nintendo, I'd probably be terrified. But he's not, so he'll probably be fine, whoever the pirate is. But that is some scary stuff to have Reggie tweet that at you. And fun fact, the original account from that Twitter user is now gone. I don't know if they deleted it. I don't know if Twitter took them down. I don't know what actually happened. But it's gone, and Reggie causing waves over here, replying to people. But yes, piracy is a crime. Do not partake in the pirating of the software, Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, at this point, when you're hearing the podcast, it either comes out in two days, if you're listening to the podcast when it comes out, or if you're listening like a month later, 
then it's already out. You can go buy it right now for the price of $69.99. Hopefully that gets a price drop uh, very, very far into the future. Maybe to 60 bucks, maybe to half off, which would be 35 bucks. So hopefully that sees a price drop. Obviously, that, that's very far away. As I, as I speak, the game is not even out yet. So to discuss a price drop is pretty insane. But that is the, I guess, quote-unquote news for May 3rd. Can you call it news? I don't know. But that is funny. Interesting. Good on Reggie. We love Reggie, don't we? Next, on May 4th, which was the Thursday after my last episode, May, uh, episode 36, May 4th, Pokemon Go has some news. And they actually respond to the news of their revenue being at its lowest point in five years. So, there was a rumor out there that, as I just said, Pokemon Go's revenue has been at the lowest point in the last five years because of the changes to remote raids. Now, if you if you remember, we did an episode about a month ago where we discussed the changes to, to Pokemon Go's remote raids. They're increasing the prices, and you can only do five remote raids every single day compared to, I believe it was unlimited before that. Now, this is not fun. If you're a Pokemon Go fan, or if you're a fan of anything, when prices go up, it's never a good day. And so, I guess there there must have been some retaliation to this, and people were not buying any of these, and so their revenue dropped. Now, Niantic, who developed the game, kind of runs it all, responded to these claims that the revenue is the lowest it's ever been in the last five years. Here's what they said. Quote, we generally don't comment on third-party estimates of our revenue as they are often incorrect, which is the case here, a Niantic spokesperson said. Quote, our revenue so far in 2023 is up on last year. We don't focus on month-to-month -month trends because they fluctuate based on major live events. This year's changes have already increased in-person rating and we're excited to introduce new features over the coming months. Now, here's what everyone's pointing out. Now, that quote is a good response. It's a company response. That's what you might expect. But the claim is that their revenue is down ever since these changes. They said their revenue in 2023 is up so far. People are pointing out they did not deny that their revenue is down for April, which is when the changes went into effect. So... They did not deny that Pokemon Go's revenue is probably down very much likely. In all likelihood, it's down ever since the remote raid changes. So, I mean, hopefully it'll make them <laughs> turn this back to how it used to be. Everything was fine before they increased all the prices and, and put a limit on your remote raids. So, I would hope that they can go back to their old ways, but... You know, after a change like that where you increase prices, it's, it's kind of hard to go back. So, unfortunate for Pokemon Go. Still a very, very fun game, even if you're a free-to-play player. It's actually been forever since I last played. Uh, it, it, I feel like it takes my, my battery way too fast, but that's just what I think. Next, also, still on May 4th, we got the news for you. So, this was actually... Ha this happened on May 1st, but it didn't make any kind of news waves until... May 4th. Now, what happened was one of the rarest single GameCubes have been found. It's been found. So let me actually explain. So the GameCube 
was revealed, debuted, shown off at Space World 2000, which was a three-day trade show hosted by Nintendo with announcements, game demonstrations, things like that. It was kind of their spin on E3 PAX East, all that. It's almost comparable to Nintendo Live, but also very, very different. So there was a GameCube used during the announcement, you know, when they were when they were showing it all off, there was a certain model that had lights in it. Now, a man named Donnie Fillerup, who works with ConsoleVariations.com, which is a great website. If you go there, you, you can see, well, what it what it is, Console Variations. You know, there's a Disney Channel Game Boy Advance. You can go find that. Like, they have a picture of nearly every, well, guess what? Console Variation. Very cool site. So Donnie Fillerup, who works with the company, has bought this GameCube that was shown off, this one singular GameCube, for an undisclosed amount of money. <laughs> who knows? Who knows how much that is? Not a real GameCube, and it's a very, very cool collector's item. So if, if you go to the console variations site, they're going to have that on their site. The GameCube from Space World 2000. I mean, after that happens, it's like, who even owns that? It's Okay, okay so they're, they're, they made a GameCube for the whole reveal. Like, how, whose hands does that end up in afterwards? Like, if I was that company, I mean, I'd probably, like, display it in my New York store. Like, they have the New York store, they have some consoles on display. I would just, like, put it in there as a cool display item. Like, like hey, this is... This was used in Space World 2000. Like, I would do that, you know? Not have it end up in someone's hands and then sell it for an undisclosed amount of money 23 years later. I don't know. Odd. Definitely odd. But it's cool that people are finding these old consoles. I believe this was actually being hunted down for what I think was years. Like, like almost ever since it was you know, revealed. So good on the console variations website and Donnie Phillip for finding this console and actually purchasing it and documenting it by taking pictures, all that. Pretty cool and is always good news when something like that gets found. Next, a bit of juicy news. Nintendo is preventing you from playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What do I mean by that? So, you may have seen Nintendo has filed a DMCA. I believe this stands for Digital Millennium Copyright Act. I should have that right. DMCA takedown request on the lockpick tool on GitHub. So, if you do not know, I'm not even like a, a GitHub wizard. But from what I believe, GitHub is a site where you can go. And that's where I tend to, to download programs and software that is just sitting on GitHub, that's where I download programs and stuff. Now, there's a specific software on there called the Lockpick Tool. Now, I won't go into what this does too much, but in short, it is related to Switch emulation. So, if you're emulating Switch games on a PC, you would use this, and I won't really get into what it does. I don't want to. I don't want a shot at getting my video taken down. None of that, but all you need to know is it's used for emulation. And people are using it to emulate Tears of the Kingdom. This is why they're taking it down now. Because it's been around for a while. But they're taking it down now. And as I said, they're doing this to prevent you or whoever 
from emulating Tears of the Kingdom and just trying to put a whole stop to this piracy, trying to put a whole stop to emulation here by taking this down. So DMCA takedown, I would assume that it all went well because if it didn't go well, then you're screwed. So the lockpick tool has been taken down, I would definitely assume. I, I couldn't find it, so you have to assume that. But dang, they're really pulling out all the stops for Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, little little golf clap here on the podcast for Nintendo. They're not messing around. Like, here's what I... Guys, you have to imagine this was done by Nintendo. And most of them are busy at work. They're all doing the stuff, making games, making switches after all. Like, do you just have some random, like, Okinawan man in a in a war room, just striking down content, like, what, how does this work, who has the time to go and find this and do that, and file a whole DMCA takedown, like, there's just, like, a bunch of, like, okay, they have five employees in one war room, just striking down, like, I, I never understood how they find all this, one's on YouTube finding, uh, Tears of the Kingdom content, one's on Twitch, one's on GitHub, and the other two are, are just searching everything, like, they have some ninjas over there. Anyways, that is all for the May 5th news. Then on May 6th, not too much news because a lot of the news is in our later segments, which include Tears of the Kingdom and all of the Nintendo hardware updates, the sales figure updates, all that kind of stuff. Those are our two segments for later. But on May 6th, we do have some news. So, I have to admit I was wrong. I should have looked more into this. But our last episode, we reported that the Mario movie was going to release on digital streaming platforms on May 9th. Now, it still might, but I haven't seen it anywhere. Maybe it's on, you know, somewhere else random. But via Nintendo Life, I saw this through them. The Instagram account for the TV provider Optimum has put out on their Instagram that the Mario movie will be available on on demand. On on demand. Two ons right there. On May 16th. So it'll be available for rent and purchase for Optimum TV provider. And also Spectrum TV, a different provider, has listed the movie on there on demand for the exact same date as well. So I don't know if like, what's the Verizon Fios, if Cox TV, if all these other ones will have that as well. But it is for sure officially announced hitting on demand for some TV providers May 16th. And then if you do not know, it is expected to hit Netflix later, very, very late this year. But keep in mind, none of this has been officially confirmed by Nintendo. But when you have an official TV provider putting this on their Instagram, you'd probably better believe it. So if you have Optimum TV... Optimum TV, which is a bit of a less popular TV provider, I would think. You know, unless it's it's more popular in a certain part of the country, then, you know, I wouldn't know. But I've never heard of, of Optimum before this. So, if you have Optimum TV or Spectrum TV, you're winning right now. You are winning, my friend. Uh, I'll probably just wait wait until it's, like, on, on iTunes. So, if we ever get word on when it comes to iTunes, I will let you know. But now, May 7th, this is some drama. So, you might know the website Metacritic. This is where users and 
you know, game reviewing companies can go and leave their review and their thoughts on really anything. Movies, TV shows, video games, but we're talking about video games here. We are on the Mario Matter, after all, your favorite Nintendo News Podcast. You always gotta say your favorite, because, you know, after you watch a full episode, it just automatically becomes your favorite. So, that's how the whole thing works. So, what happened on Metacritic is the games that Nintendo has released in 2023 have been getting review bombed. What does that mean exactly? A ton of users will just go and leave these games reviews of like a 1 out of 10, 2 out of 10. It would be like 1 out of 100. You know, all these random terrible reviews. They get bombed by so many users and then the overall score goes down. This happened and it was pointed out. I saw it via Go Nintendo and it was pointed out by I Love the Game AC, dope username, on the Fami boards. And so, yeah, this is what happened to the game. So, for example, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp was in the 70s a few days ago, according to the user, and it is now, it was, at a 50 ever since the review bombing. Bayonetta, Ceriza, and the Lost Demon had an 80. After the bombing, had a 56. Mario Kart Booster Course Passway 4 had a 38. And according to the user, it barely had any ratings beforehand. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe had over an 80. After the bombing, 56. Metroid Prime Remastered was near the 90s. After the bombing, 82, which is not bad, but still a decrease. And Fire Emblem Engage has a 62. Unclear what it used to have. But... Good news! Very, very good news. Metacritic jumped on this, and the ratings are back to normal. I believe Metroid Prime is back in the 90s. Everything is back to how it should be, and we can all live peacefully knowing that the game ratings are actually real and have not gotten review bombed. So, good on Metacritic, but if you did see that or you heard about it, it's all fixed now. So, there you go. May 7th. Golf clap for Metacritic. Then, last episode, we discussed, we discussed a good amount about the Nintendo New York store. Now, if you have seen on their social media or you haven't, I'll inform you anyway. The second the second floor of the store has been, that rhymed, has been getting a remodel. So they're redoing the entire thing. It was closed for a few weeks. I believe it was one, one week, two week. Maybe it was actually less. They've been doing private events. They've been remodeling construction. And so we actually have an update on this. So a user named KirbyGCN17 posted this on YouTube. I'll put some footage on the screen. Uh, speaking of screen, by the way, they have essentially dedicated an entire wall to just being a screen. It's literally a screen, and it currently has a Mario scene on there where he is just standing in front of the Mushroom Kingdom, or not Mushroom Kingdom, Peach's Castle, looking totally clueless. He has no clue where he is right now. He's, he's got no clue. He's just standing there looking around. It's a cool, I wouldn't call it an, an interactive screen because he's not really talking to you. He's just standing there, but it's definitely an update on the where they're at right now with the whole remodel. It's now opened back up, and they've got a whole screen. That's what we know so far, and you can almost bet your butt that they're going to have some kind of Tears of the Kingdom screen on there for the launch. 
And then I wonder if that'll be the screen that directs are shown on. So if you do not know, they do a watch party for directs when they air at the New York store. I wonder if that'll be the new screen. I don't know for sure. Maybe it is. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be for fun and giggles and Mario looking clueless. We don't know what it'll be used for. You can, you can assume tons of promotion. Now, what I would do is I would just have that on there and just show like either one game trailers for future games or two, something interactive. Like if you've ever been to the store, they have an interactive Mario that, that you can speak to. And maybe that's what it'll be. I don't know for sure. But something either interactive or to promote your future games and titles. That's cool. And then moving on to May 8th. What do you think of May 8th, guys? May 8th was a beautiful day to be alive. And also a beautiful day for Nintendo news. So, let's begin here with a giant piece of news. So, about a month ago, maybe I'm overestimating, that could have been two or three weeks ago, we got an announcement that Nintendo Live, Nintendo's take on PAX East E3, was coming to the US and specifically Seattle. We now have more details on when that'll be, how to register, where it is, all of this kind of stuff. So let's go ahead and walk you through the details. As I said, it is their spin on PAX East E3, it is their own convention. And according to Nintendo, word for word here, quote, there will be hands-on Nintendo Switch gameplay, live stage performances, exciting gaming tournaments, memorable photo ops, events merchandise, and more. So, sounds quite fun. Very much so. Family-friendly. Take the whole family. Now, what I was most thinking about was when this would be held. Because... If you do it in September, which was announced, will you air a Nintendo Direct in conjunction with Nintendo Live? Now, it seems that could be unlikely, as the convention is taking place from September 1st to September 4th. And if I have this all correct here, I do. That is a Friday to Monday. So... Correct me if I'm wrong, we don't normally get directs on the weekend, but if they do a special direct in conjunction with Nintendo Live, then that would make sense. Like, if it's a special Saturday Saturday direct or something, you know, that would be cool. And it would also make sense to do, just because Saturday is September 2nd, halfway through the convention. If you do the, the, the direct then, and then you have the game demos available at this convention, that would make sense. You know, you announce a new game and then promote it at the same spot. So I think it makes a whole lot of sense for them to do, but will they do it? I mean, unlikely. I think that they'll do this. And it's harder to do simply because they're hosting live streamed live performances at this whole convention. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to juggle all these different promotions, like one moment you have a live performance, the, the next you have a full-on direct. Like, it's kind of hard to do. So, I'm no longer convinced that it'll be a direct in conjunction with this whole event, but that would have been very cool. This will take place at the Seattle Convention Center, and guess what? It'll actually take place alongside PAX West. Now, I believe they're doing... Uh, they are doing this kind of almost together. Like if you have a PAX West ticket, 
if you go to their website, which they said, if you go to their site, you can then find quote unquote more details to figure out how to kind of combine your two experiences. We don't know much details on that. We'll have to see what PAX says, but here's how you register. So registration begins on May 31st at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That would be 12 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. UK. You get the point. Here's what I think is so weird, but also so cool. On their site, it says users will be randomly selected. Pause right there. I don't know if I like that because it's like someone's getting screwed over. It's like randomly selected, you know, probably a few thousand people. Someone's getting screwed over here. Like I just say first come first serve. I guess it helps, you know, against bots and stuff, but like, I don't know. I just don't like the whole, you know, RNG kind of system. And then guess what? After that, you can receive free tickets. It says users will be random, randomly selected to receive free tickets. So are all tickets free? Is that how this works? I didn't expect that. I thought they would charge like a hundred bucks per person. Honestly, I mean, that's insane. I don't, I believe that that's everyone's getting free tickets. Uh, that's what it says. If we go to Nintendo live details, you know, it doesn't say how much tickets will cost. It just says register, uh, free to enter. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. So you have to get lucky and the registration will close June 22nd at 1159 PM Pacific time. And it says if selected attendance will be for one event day. So it seems like you're only able to go for one day, which is uh, not ideal, but that's how they make it sound. So we'll have to wait on even more details, but that's what they've told us so far. Next, here's a rumor that actually made waves on May 8th, and we have kind of an update to that in our second segment. So there was a rumor from MarketWatch and other analysts that Nintendo profits were expected to drop 57% due to hardware sales slowing down. This was actually proven somewhat correct. I don't know if it was 57%, but we'll talk about that more a bit later. If you want to see it now, feel free to go ahead and skip over to it. We have timestamps in the video, but Nintendo is still crushing their software sales. They're booming. Tears of the Kingdom's coming out. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Switch Sports, Splatoon. I should not. I should not have said Switch Sports. Splatoon Three, all these new games, Kirby, Metroid, all that. And here's the thing: like the reason why, obviously, hardware sales are slowing, is just because everybody who wants a Switch already has one. After six years, you you'd better have one. Like you already have a Switch. I have a Switch. You have a Switch. We have our, like, there's no reason to buy a new one. So they're slowing down. And after six years, if you think that they're still going to be selling like hotcakes, something's wrong. I don't know. But of course, they're slowing down. It's six years in. We'll have to see when they announce something new. But yeah, unfortunate for Nintendo. And then the final piece of news before we get to our main segments of news, including Tears of the Kingdom news and Nintendo hardware news. Our final piece of news from May 8th. There was a Nintendo Switch firmware update 
16.0.3 released. Now, if you've ever heard me cover one of these firmware updates, you know it is absolutely nothing. So, according to Oatmeal Dome on Twitter, who finds out what Nintendo actually did with these updates, it was some bug fixes related to multiple save data operations. But if you ask Nintendo what the heck they did during this update, they would tell you general system stability improvements to enhance the user's experience. So, essentially, bug fixes, you won't notice anything different. Unfortunate, I wish they added at least something small in all these updates, because it's just, it's just boring bug fate, like no one wants that, you know? So, unfortunate, but guys, are you ready to get to the big bang Nintendo news? That was an appetizer. If you thought that was amazing, oh, oh, you're in for, you're in for the treat, my friend. You're in for the treat. Let's get to our two segments, and then we'll answer your questions at the end. The two segments being the first one, Tears of the Kingdom, final news before launch, and then the second one being Nintendo commenting on hardware sales and updated game sales, updated Switch sales, every bit of that. Let's go ahead and let's get to the second segment, the Tears of the Kingdom segment. And to celebrate being two days away from the launch of the next mainline Zelda game, this is only something that happens once every five, six years. This is a milestone, my friends. To celebrate, we're going through all of the Tears of the Kingdom news from the past week in one segment for you. So... Beginning with the Nintendo Treehouse that was announced. Now, if you've ever seen a Nintendo Treehouse, what this is is a launch event live stream where they're going to go live at 6.45 p.m. Pacific Time and 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time on May 11th, right before the game releases that night. And they're going to essentially what i would assume is show some gameplay of tears of the kingdom maybe they won't but typically on tree houses on treehouse live streams they'll take you through the game they'll play some of it they'll, they'll talk about it they'll converse about this game this great game coming out and so you can look forward to that now the only thing about tree houses is they're very 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 careful about what they say about whatever they're promoting they won't tell you the good and the bad. They'll just tell you the good, and that is it. They will not tell you what they like, what they don't like. Which is why I sometimes don't recommend them and sometimes do not watch them. But if you want to watch it, by all means, get your popcorn ready at 10 p.m. Eastern. Essentially, it's 9.45, which is a weird start time, but, you know, same thing. Uh, they'll be playing the game. I assume we have to assume that. We, we can click for more details, but... They're not going to tell us anything. It just says, get ready for a live stream on 5.11, starting at 6.45 Pacific Time, beginning with a Nintendo Treehouse live presentation featuring gameplay. Oh, here we go. Featuring gameplay. It did not say that on the tweet. It did not say that. From The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, following Treehouse Live, stay tuned in for more live stream content counting down to the release of Tears of the Kingdom. I wonder if they'll show some scenes from the New York uh, midnight release from the Nintendo store. We'll have to see. They did not say they were going to show gameplay in the original tweet. 
So, very rude for gatekeeping information. But there you go. All you Mario Matter listeners know now. They can't hide this info from us. And then, what actually happened? Speaking of the New York City midnight release at the Nintendo Store. Can you believe what actually happened, guys? So, let me go on about this. So, ever since the pandemic happened, if you want to wait in line for a midnight release... At the Nintendo store, it is no easy task, my friend. You have to book a reservation as if you are eating at a fancy steak restaurant just to get in, just to get in and wait in line and buy the game at 12 a.m. I mean, this is insane. Just line up. The pandemic is, from what I know, is essentially gone. I mean, when's the last time last time that you heard someone get, you know, the, the the virus? It's essentially gone. I don't know, but I mean, a reservation. I don't know. I like first come first served because the people who have to wait the longest deserve to be treated the best and get whatever the heck they want once they're actually in the store. This is what I believe. If you if you're gonna wait a month for the game, then you deserve to be first. Get the amiibo. Get the collector edition. All that kind of stuff. So, with these reservations, they're obviously done online, and so what happened is right when these were announced to go live, where then you can make a reservation, the website crashed, and nearly nobody was able to get a reservation, some got in, so those lucky people who got in made their reservation, and that was about it, and so Nintendo actually put out a statement and said, due to the overwhelming response, you know, we're so sorry, we're going to fix it, and there will be more. Well, there was more, and they sold out very nearly instantly. So, if you wanted to get a reservation for the Tears of the Kingdom Midnight launch, uh, it was difficult. If you did, go ahead and comment down below if there's a comment section on the platform that you're using. Because I actually want to know. I didn't try. I'm not going to that. But um, I want to know if you were able to get one. Because they seemed next to impossible. Now, I really hope they get rid of this whole reservation system soon. Once again, as I said, I prefer first come, first served. But we'll have to see. Hopefully, that does come to an end. Because I don't like it. And it was much simpler back in the day. Next. We got some merchandise. There are three pieces of merchandise, beginning with the Tears of the Kingdom t-shirt. So, what we can see from the picture is that it has the Tears of the Kingdom logo on the front, just that. And then on the left sleeve, it has the Triforce logo. And we do not know if there is a back. There probably isn't because they would want to show it off. But that is it. Very, very simple shirt. And then the other shirt is a full... Oh, sorry. By the way, the logo shirt, the t-shirt, is a Zelda green kind of color. And then the other t-shirt, the long sleeve shirt, is a black shirt with the Master Sword Tears of the Kingdom logo in the... that That's the top left. Top left if you're wearing it and looking at it. Top left if you're looking at the person and the t-shirt directly. It is the top right of the shirt. So the left chest area is where the master sword logo is and then on the right arm is actually a bit of a tears of the kingdom design so if you actually look at link's arm in the official render and i'll go ahead and pull it up right now and put it on the screen if you look at link's render in the game he kind of has this very very similar pattern to what is on the t-shirt so you're essentially 
this t-shirt makes you look like Link, at least for the arm section of the shirt. So it's pretty cool. I might actually look into that one if it comes online because it does look really, really cool. And then the other final item is the Tears of the Kingdom mug. Same logo as on the black long sleeve t-shirt, the Master Sword, but this mug... And Zelda style it is. Looks very, very old, very ancient, and I do like that look a whole lot. They have it pictured with some rocks and a nature kind of setting, and it just looks super cool. I do like how that, that mug looks. If I buy any mug in the next few months, it's that one, but I don't think I will purchase it. Although, if you're a mug person, you can never have enough a mug life it is. So go ahead, buy your Tears of the Kingdom mug. Those will all be available at the New York store, they say on May 11th, or, or sorry, May May 12th, with the whole game, but will they sell out immediately? I don't think they will, because, you know, they you, you would assume they have the shirts on standby, and so these are not going to be New York exclusive, but they are available there, and they'll be there on May 12th at midnight with the whole game, and they'll also be online this Thursday, which is tomorrow as of posting, on May 11th on the Nintendo website. So, you can buy them that way, or you can buy them at the store. Now, the t-shirt with the logo on it will cost $29.99. The long-sleeve shirt with the link arm will cost $34.99. And then the mug will cost $39.99. A very pricey, but also pretty quality. And then one more. One more little feature item that'll be at the New York store and also online is the Tears of the Kingdom journal for a good old $24.99. Also quite pricey, but you're going to have that there at the New York store and online. Tears of the Kingdom merch is dropping. It's coming through. You'll have it soon. And uh, yeah, I do like this clothing line, though, and the journal and mug, of course. It is quite cool. It's 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 cool. I would say it's some of the better clothing release for a video game. So, there you go. I would recommend it. And then, next, I believe this is our final piece of news for Tears of the Kingdom, right before the game launches, is that the Tears of the Kingdom official guidebooks have been revealed. So, there is a standard edition in a collector's edition. What this is, is it'll guide you through the game. As the description says, it'll walk you through every puzzle, every riddle, every part of the game. It'll essentially walk you through. Now, here's kind of the deal breaker for me. It says that it releases on June 16th. And it's just like, that's over a month after the game releases. I just don't really think that I'm going to want to buy it. My dogs are going crazy. I don't think that it's going to be something something that I buy a month later. I think I either have it at launch or I don't. So, I don't think I'll buy it. Now, the paperback standard edition is $30. And then the hardcover collector's edition is $45. What's the difference? So, the paperback book has... Tears of the Kingdom cover art. It says the complete official guide. It's got piggyback.com on the top, which is who makes them. And then the hardcover copy has just the Master Sword logo 
on the front with a kind of cool Zelda Tears of the Kingdom spiral design on the entire cover. And here's my biggest thing. There's a giant price difference from 30 bucks to $45. This is $44.99. Now, if we look, the page length, the page count is the exact same for both books. I do not know if that means both books are the exact same and they're no different. I don't know if the collector one has more art in it. I don't know if it has more notes in there. I don't know what the difference is apart from the two cover arts. Now, the description is the exact same. One's hardcover, one's paperback. The, of course, collector edition is the hardcover one. The description's same. Uh, the hardcover one is a tiny bit larger, like by 0.2 inches. But aside from that, you're not really getting much of a difference, it seems. Now, once the books release on June 16th, we will know if they're different. But for now, I wouldn't even pre-order it unless you're going to pre-order the hardcover one. Just because, like, if they're the exact same, then I wouldn't mind buying the paperback one. If they're very different and I buy the paperback one, I would be like, shoot, I want the collector one now. So if I was you, I would personally hold off. But if you want it, by all means, go ahead, place that order. And it will help you through the entire game, says the description. So feel free. All links are in the description. And that is actually it for all of the Tears of the Kingdom news right before launch. Now, if you have not pre-ordered the game, I believe, at least at my GameStop, you are still able to do so. You can go up there, pre-order, put your $5 payment down. Otherwise, you can pre-order literally anywhere else. I believe they're all still taking pre-orders. At least most are. At least my stores are. So, go ahead, pre-order, or at least do it on the eShop. It should be such an amazing game, and I cannot wait. I'm so... like This whole week, do you know that feeling on Christmas Eve where you're so excited you cannot fall asleep, and then you like wake up early by accident? I've been doing that for the past two days, and I expect it to continue, which is why I will not be sleeping when the game releases. I cannot fall asleep that Thursday night. I'll be at a midnight release, and yeah, I'm excited. If you are not a Zelda fan, this is your sign to go ahead and get into the Zelda series. Tears of the Kingdom is it and should be a great game. Now, our giant news coming up next in literally 15 seconds or so. Nintendo hardware updates. Switches are slowing down in sales. Sales figures have updated. What the heck do I mean? Let's discuss. Okay, I understand. This whole segment sounds like we're crunching numbers. I'm going to make it so fun for you. And it's not just crunching numbers. Different games have sold different amounts of copies, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We have the updated number for how many copies it has sold. A bunch of games have now entered the millions. We have updated Switch sales, how many that has sold. And even comments and quotes from the Nintendo president, Shantaru Furukawa, who runs it all. All right, let's begin with how many new units the Switch has sold. So, the Switch has gone and sold 125.62 million units as of now. As of the last day in the fiscal year when they have reported all of this information. 125.62 million units. So you are still shy from beating the DS in terms of hardware sales. But still very impressive either way. You have passed the Wii. You passed 
pretty much everything but the DS. So, fair play to Nintendo, 125 million. Everyone's got a Switch. You, your grandma, your dog, we all have Switches, right? And then for software sales, thanks to a converter, Nintendo has sold 1,036,150,000 little units of software. I am glad to have represent a chunk of that number, and I'm sure that you do as well. That is a lot of software, and that is also a lot of money. Now imagine 60 bucks for every one of those billions. Wow, they are raking in dough. Good on them, because wow, they are just like sitting in a bath of money. Like, if you're that president, Shantaru Furukawa, like, you have made it. Like, you must have a great feeling, like, a great mindset every day. Like, the fact that you can just retire and bathe in money is great. And obviously, not all that goes to him, obviously. But he must be a great rich man. All right. And then in terms of game sales, so games like Mario Kart, your Animal Crossing, all your best-selling games, and then even some that have spiked in numbers, we have all of the information on that. Now, I've grabbed the most notable games that have gone up in sales numbers. Let's go through them all from highest to lowest. So, beginning with the best-selling Switch game, best-selling Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 53.79 million copies. Now, I believe that's not a crazy improvement from the last number. I believe it was at 50 million, but still a very, very good improvement. Some games never sell 3.79 million copies, so fair play that it has 50 million, not including the Wii U sales. And then Animal Crossing New Horizons, 42.21 million. Smash Bros. Ultimate, 31.09 million. Breath of the Wild, 29.81 million. Mario Odyssey, 25.76 million, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, 22.10 million, uh, that zero shouldn't even be there, but you know, either way it works, Splatoon 3, 10.67 million, Mario Party Superstars, 10.17, Switch Sports, 9.6, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, 6.46, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, 1.86 million. Fire Emblem Engage, which actually released this year, sold 1.61 million. Trust me, I'm almost done. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, also this year, 1.46 million. Metroid Prime Remastered this year, 1.09 million. And then Bayonetta 3, 1.07 million. Numbers of software are through the roof. Through the roof. Units are being sold, and that's very good. Their software, their games will never be beat. Now, their consoles, on that side of things, maybe can be beat. Let's take a look at some quotes and comments from the president, Shantaru Furukawa, on the Switch sales, and also some other news on the next console in this entire fiscal year. Let's begin. Nintendo president Shantaru Furukawa comments on Nintendo Switch sales slowing down. Here we have a quote. Quote, Sustaining the Switch's sales momentum will be difficult in its seventh year. Our goal of selling 15 million units this fiscal year is a bit of a stretch, but we will do our best to bolster demand going into the holiday season so that we can achieve the goal. Now, 15 million this year, I think is doable if they put their mind to it. It depends what they have in store, but uh, it's for sure doable, I would say. And then, Shantaru Furukawa also said that no new upgraded 
or brand new hardware is factored in to the annual forecast, essentially meaning no new hardware this year or before March of 2024, the end of that month anyway. So it's gonna be a while before Switch Pro, before Switch 2, whatever it is, no new hardware. Now I would assume that there can still be a special edition Switch, but no brand new stuff, like no new console announcement. So we'll have to see when they announce the next console, I would assume shortly after that. Because Nikkei Asia, a very credible source with Nintendo, mentions a source close to Nintendo claims the development of the next console is, quote, progressing well. So they're already working on it. And that just kind of makes it sound like to me, it's not going to be a Switch, quote unquote, pro. It'll be something totally new. That's what I personally am assuming, but that is total speculation. So I don't know for sure. And then another quote from Nick A to offset the Switch's decline and get back on the growth track. Many are calling on the company to introduce a new console. One is rumored to be due out next year. Quote, development seems to be progressing well, a source close to Nintendo told Nikkei Asia, but a product launch won't happen before next spring, 2024, at the earliest. So it is going to be a long while for Switch fans here waiting on the next console. I am getting slightly impatient. I really want something new. At least some kind of announce, you know, announcement. Now, it does say, quote, but a product launch won't happen before next spring. Could it still be announced earlier? We don't know for sure, but I would still just say that's kind of unlikely. Because with this kind of being out there, it kills the hype. And you don't want to announce a new console when hype is kind of down. It would still be, it would be very hype. You know, put out a trailer, you know, reveal it. It'd be hype as, as heck. But, you know, you're not really going to do it after saying all that. So, we could assume announcement next spring, summer, probably in the summer, maybe release that holiday. Holiday 2024. I don't know. But as long as you are subscribed to the channel, you will get my reaction, my thoughts, and all my coverage on that next console. So, that is all the news with Nintendo and their fiscal year and their reports and their sales updates. There's all that interesting stuff. And I am honestly very excited to see what they do next with consoles, with games, all that in that tears of the kingdom game is going to spike on to that sales figure chart. Whenever the first bit of data gets reported, I wouldn't be surprised if it sells 25 million within the first, uh, maybe that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I'm going to say I wouldn't be shocked if it sells, I'd say 15 million before they report more data. But either way, let's get to the best segment of the podcast. The one that you love answering your questions where I, well, answer your questions. Let's get to it. All right, you know what time it is. We're going to answer your questions. So you guys have left me questions on my YouTube community tab and also on Discord. I'll pull those both up right now. And we got the Ask M Swizzle channel. So if you want to ask me any kind of question to answer on the Mario Matter, you can go and join the Discord server. You can go and go on my community post every Sunday and ask me a question and I'll pull some. Now, not every single one will be answered, but a decent amount will be. So let's go here. 
We'll begin on Discord and then go over to YouTube in a minute. So, let's begin with here. Shapito asks, would you buy a Switch Lite OLED and what would be a good price? So, a Switch Lite OLED. So, a Switch Lite uh, with an OLED screen. Yeah, I think that would be a good a good price would be, I say, 250 because the Switch with the OLED screen, nearly the exact same thing, is 350 And then the Switch Lite is 200 so 250 I think 250 for a Switch Lite OLED. And would I buy one? Um, I mean, I like the idea. I do. But I don't even have a Switch Lite. I just don't need one. So I probably wouldn't buy one. But I, I like the idea. It seems a bit, like, kind of is tedious the word for Nintendo to actually do that. But, um... Yeah, I might not buy it, but that's a cool little idea. I like it. Next, Floppy Floppa asks, What feature on the Switch do you like the most? Honestly, I'm going to say the most creative one is the Find Controllers feature. So, if you're missing a Joy-Con, if it fell on your couch, if it's under your bed, you can actually locate it with the Switch and vibrate it, and it'll make sound. It's kind of like calling your phone when you lost it. It's similar to that. So, I like that feature. It really helps you find your controllers. Because, I mean, I've lost Joy-Cons too. So, I'll hold it down and it vibrates and I can find it with ease. So, I do like that. Very, very helpful to people. Because the Switch is in the hands of a lot of children. So, it's nice to have them, to let them have that. So, I do like that. Next, the Hollow Turtle asks, What is the worst Mario character? And what is the worst game, main or spinoff? So, Worst Mario character. I don't hate any of them, really. But if we Google Mario characters, I'm sure I'll find somebody that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of. So, out of all these, yeah, um, I really like all of them. Maybe, if this counts as a Mario character, then I'll say it. Maybe, I was going to say Honey Queen. And I don't even think that she's, like, the worst. I just, there's not much to like. She was obviously in Mario Galaxy, and she was also in Mario Kart 7. There's just not a whole lot to like. I wouldn't call her the worst. I just, maybe I like everybody else besides her? I don't know. I don't want to call her the worst, but what comes to mind is Honey Queen. Not my favorite, but also hard to say the worst. And then worst Mario game, uh, main or spinoff. My answer to this is always jumping on the bandwagon and going Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. I did not like the game. I like Mario Power Tennis much better. Mario Tennis Aces much better. Uh, Ultra Smash did not do it for me. Good idea. Poorly, poorly executed and gameplay and feature-wise. Not too fun. Next, we'll do some more from Discord. Uh, Cactus Lord Gaming. Worst 3D Mario game. Worst 3D Mario game... Uh, it's tough. They're all really, really good. They're all really, really good. Um, that I'm I'm in such a bad spot because if I say a good game, because they're all really good games, so whatever I say, I'll look like I hate that game, and I don't. I just like the other ones better. You know, like it's, it's kind of like picking between an an apple and an orange. If you like the apple better, you don't hate the orange, but you just like the apple. So, 3D Mario games. <sighs> It's tough, man. It's really tough. I'm going to have to say... Gosh, I'm going to have to say Mario... Probably 3D Land, just because 3D World was better and lengthier. 
So I'll just say 3D Land, but even still, like, that was such an amazing game. Such a 3DS. It paved the way for the 3DS. Dogs are going crazy again. Dude, the AC guys are acting. The AC guys are doing the most. So even still, like, I just think it's a really good game. But I guess, I guess it ranks at the bottom of the list. So we'll put it there. Next, Yoshi Kid asks, should Walla Waluigi <laughs> be in Smash Bros? I think so. Waluigi needs to be in Smash Bros. So then we can all stop just talking about it. And I'm one of those people. Next, the Hollow Turtle asks, is Animal Crossing overrated or underrated? I think it is... Oh, man. I think it's slightly over... Un sorry, underrated. I just feel like not as many people as I would think know about the game or have it, despite the new one selling 40 million copies. I just feel like for how much of an unwinding game that really is, I don't think it gets all the credit that it does deserve, but maybe that's just my opinion. Maybe you think it is overrated. I personally, especially before New Horizons was underrated, for sure, especially beforehand. Next, let's go to Shapito. You're almost one-fourth of the way to one million subs. How do you feel about that? Honestly, really, really good. Really good. I was a f I was thinking I would never get to this point, but it feels really good, and I'm so happy and so thankful that people actually want to watch my content. Like, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you all, and I appreciate all your support. Next, Mawio in Vince asks... What would be the most likely Mario game to release? And what would be the next console? Handheld, hybrid, or home? Um, so the next Mario game likely to release is going to be, my, in my opinion, whatever the next 3D Mario is. So whether it be Mario Odyssey 2 or a brand new Mario 3D Adventure, I think it'll be a Mario 3D game. I, I don't think it'll be Mario Bros. I think that Mario Bros. will come back, but I don't think it'll be next. And, you know, whatever that game is, I'm open to it. And then what is the next console? Handheld, hybrid, or home? What do I think it'll be? Um, I think it'll be hybrid because it's kind of hard to go from hybrid back to just home because then like you're losing a whole feature and it'll upset people. So I think they'll find a way to make a more powerful console that is a hybrid console. I think that they'll figure it out. I would honestly just prefer a home console and a handheld console. I don't want a hybrid because then they both have dedicated games. Like, with the 3DS, you couldn't really put 3DS New Leaf on the Wii U. You couldn't put Animal Crossing New Leaf on a different console. It was made for the 3DS. And then for the Wii U, the games are way too powerful to put on the 3DS. So, I liked it being very separate. Two different occasions. So, that's what I like. Next, uh... To go along, sorry, I should have read this beforehand. To go along with the Shapito question, you're almost one-fourth of the way to a million. The Hollow Turtle asks, to go along with that question, how long do you think you will you will take to reach one million? Um, yeah. Assuming, so if I keep growing at the pace that I'm growing, I think by the end of, I think by, yeah, that's tough. I think by mid Third quarter, 2025, that could even be a little bit long. Uh, if I don't grow at that pace, I'm not even worried about the numbers. I just want to be doing this for the rest of my life. So I can't even think about it if I'm not, you know, doing shorts. And, like, what I mean by, like, growing is, like, essentially, if I'm not doing YouTube shorts at some point in my YouTube journey, then it'll probably be a whole lot longer, which I don't mind. But... 
uh, if I keep on doing YouTube shorts and keep on growing at this pace, I'd say third quarter 2025. Next, F100 Games. We'll do a few more here and then switch over to YouTube comments. What is your favorite Amiibo? My favorite Amiibo, I think... Okay, so style-wise is the Chibi Robo Amiibo. Or... No, 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 no. It's the Skyward Sword Loftwing. So, I have it right here. The Zelda Skyward Sword Loftwing Amiibo, I think, is by far... Can I... Okay, there we go. Get it straight. Okay, there, there it is. The Skyward Sword Loftwing Amiibo, I like that a lot. I like Zelda on there. And Skyward Sword is my favorite Zelda game. So, I like this one a whole lot. Uh, it doesn't do very much. I believe it just puts you in the sky. But it's my favorite looking one. And then my favorite one that actually, you know, like, favorite, favorite function from the Amiibo. Favorite function from the Amiibo. Uh, I'm trying to look right now. Probably, man, probably my Link's Awakening Amiibo, just because it can be used for so many things. It can be used for Smash Bros. It can be used for Zelda games, Link's Awakening itself, Breath of the Wild. It can be used for so many things. So, function-wise, it's the Link's Awakening Amiibo. Next, let's pull a few more from here. Uh, Luigi Bros. asks, what's the best music on a 3DS? No home theme music, no eShop, no games. Wow. Okay. Specific. If you had a brand new 3DS, no internet, what would it be? So, yeah. Um, Out of all those, no games, no homebrew, no eShop, no home theme. So, like, settings music, you know, kind of in-game application music. Or, sorry, in-console in applications. I'd say probably... Um, Yeah, there's a lot of limits here. Probably the settings music. Yeah, calming. Definitely calming indeed. Settings music slaps more than it ever really should. Next, um, I'll go here. We'll go... Yeah, some of these don't make sense. Have you Insomniac Spider-Man games? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, I have not, Italius fan. I have not. Do you like Among Us from Orange Luigi? I do, but I've not played it in forever. The Hollow Turtle. Favorite meme? Uh, I don't really have a favorite meme. I just kind of send what I find. <laughs> so, um, next, Acid Donut asks, what are the specs of your PC? Um, truthfully, I couldn't tell you the exact. I think the graphics card, it's a 40 series, but I don't know what it is. And I forget how to check. I know that there's obviously a way. The processor is an AMD Ryzen. It's either 7 or 9. Man, I'm, I'm not a giant computer guy, so I wish I could tell you, but it's enough to do what I do. Next, um, any ground-type Pokemon ideas for... Okay, honestly, I'm not smart with Pokemon. Uh, I wouldn't be good with this question. Sorry, Mr. Mittens. I would not be good with that. David Smith, do you have Tears of the Kingdom on pre-order? I do, in fact, on... At two locations, I might have to cancel one. Spark Z asks favorite Pokemon. So that would be Stantler. I love Stantler just for some random reason. And then Dorok asks, are you excited and ready for Tears of the Kingdom? 100%. I cannot wait for this. All right. Now let's jump to YouTube questions. I believe I have, I have them loaded up right here. So there's 120. We won't go through every single one. But I'll scroll and find some ones that uh, are interesting. So, let's start here. 
Cookie 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 asks, do you think they should start making new games for old consoles? Um, I mean, it. I would enjoy it, but it probably wouldn't help Nintendo. You know, people have moved on, so they're not trying to play a, a new game on less powerful consoles and worse graphics. So I would say, should they start? Probably not because it would hurt them, but honestly, I would enjoy it. Next uh, T1 Jurors or Gers asks, what were your thoughts on the Mario movie and do you think there will be a sequel? Thoughts on the Mario movie? I thought it was amazing. I, I gave it a 7.8 out of 10, I think. And do I think there will be a sequel? I think for sure. I think a sequel is almost guaranteed given the post credit scene at the end. I think 100%. Next, Eclipse asks, what's your favorite type of news to cover on the Mario Matter? It's a good question. Good question. Honestly, I like my favorite are official pieces of news that Nintendo has announced. For example, like what we just covered today with the sales updates and the hardware. Like I like news coming right from the kind of head of the company. The official president, Shantaro Furukawa. Gave us some comments on the Switch sales. When Miyamoto gives quotes, I love those. Things coming from the head developers and head uh, businessmen at Nintendo. I love that because we kind of get to know more about them and what they think and how they think. I do like that a lot. Uh, let's go, let's go, let's go. If the Miis are in Mario spinoff games, ask, ask by Shadow Plus Boy, then is Matt a Mario villain? Um, You know... I think Matt, I think Matt doesn't like playing the whole villain role. I think Matt is a very, very nice guy. I think he's nice. I think Matt is a nice guy. I think that he doesn't like being seen as this bad guy. He just likes to, one, one train hard, two, kick some butt, and three, celebrate. But I don't think he likes the whole villain thing surrounding him. Next, Fat Boy... Bomb asks, how do you think Tears of the Kingdom will allow you to fast travel between the underground mainland and Sky Islands? Honestly, this is the biggest thing that I'm trying to figure out. I could not really come up with a good way that they can do that. Now, I assume it'll be very easy. Very easy because that's one of the more complex parts. And, you know, we saw that we can travel to the Sky Islands through the recall feature. That um, Mr. A.G. Numa showed us. But apart from that, it's going to be... I have allergies. Ugh. It's going to be a mystery. Some people already know if you've played the game early, then props to you. Unless you pirated it, which is not fun. Uh, but I have no clue. We saw parts of it, but otherwise, I wouldn't totally know. Next. Anna Bailey asks, When do you think the Mario franchise will come to a close? Never. It's, it's their biggest... So, it'll never. Next, Jocko asks, will we ever get an another proper me game? Proper me game like Tomodachi Miitopia? I mean, they for sure still have interest because they brought Miitopia over to the Switch and it sold decent. So, they for sure still have interest. But, um, I think it'll be some time. Like, if we're not getting Tomodachi Life on the Switch, then, you know, hope is kind of lost. But... We'll have to see. I don't think it'll happen for a while, and I don't think it's a high priority. Next, Chai Latte asks, 
Do you think Ring Fit Adventure will get a sequel? Um, I think there will be another game similar, but I don't know if it'll be a direct sequel. I think that they'll make workout games. They're interested in that ever since Wii Fit, ever since Wii U Fit, ever since Ring Fit. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that they will make a direct sequel. Uh, home console, handheld, or hybrid? We, we answered this. We said uh, hybrid, but hopefully it's two separates. Uh, do you think there's going to be any Super Smash Bros. game and Will Waluigi be in it? Sorry, another Smash Bros. game and Will Waluigi be in it? Uh, asked by Lol Lol. I think there will be a new Smash Bros. game. I think that there will be, uh, with or without Sakurai. It would be it, it, it would be better if he was in there, obviously. But uh, I just don't think it'll happen. Uh, I don't think that it'll come to a close. I mean, and Will Waluigi be in it? Uh, I think they'll save him. And reveal him for later. I think he'll definitely come eventually. Next. Oh, Bo. Botox Games. Who we had as, as a guest two episodes ago. Has asked a question. Are there any non-Nintendo games you're excited for this year? For sure. So, the one that came out recently was uh, Disney Speedstorm. I'm excited for that. Strangely enough, the other Disney game... Disney Illusion Island. I want that game. I'm excited for that. Uh, you, you could call Mario and Sonic at Paris Olympics a Sega game. So I'm excited for that. That's on the top of my head. I'm trying to think beyond that. Because uh, I don't play the other consoles I have too much. Hogwarts Legacy, when that comes to Switch, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to see. I'll have to see. Those are the, are the three or four that come to my mind, though. Thank you, Bo. Next, let's do five more. Absurd Mario Bros. asks, If Mario was still named Jumpman, do you think we would get a real sequel to Donkey Kong? Um, yeah. I think, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't believe so, honestly. Because what they did you know departing from donkey kong what what they did like how they did it making all the other games was just kind of the way i don't think that they would have ever really wanted to make a real sequel to the game if that makes any kind of sense it was kind of hard to explain all right next rory asks what characters do you hope to see return in tears of the kingdom honestly every single person that was in breath of the wild i love everybody in there from the flower lady to the Yiga clan, hopefully they'll be back and punish me for all my wrongdoings. Uh, all of the Divine Beast characters, like, what's her name? Gosh, you have Sidon, you have Urbosa, you got all of them. Hopefully they're all back, as we saw some of them. Those two specifically are actually coming back, so they'll be there. Uh, hopefully everybody from, t from Breath of the Wild. And then Link to Cheats asks, do you think Demise will come back in Tears of the Kingdom? Um, yeah, tough one. That'd be cool. It'd be cool. Demise is cool. I like him much better than we had, what, Calamity Ganon? Yeah, not bad. I think Demise would be cool. Do I think it'll happen? Probably not, though. I don't think so. Let's scroll a lot further down just because I want to get to a whole different variety of questions. Let's do two more here. Uh, let's go here. Favorite Wii Sports Sport? Asked by Dogbird. Um, favorite Wii Sports Sport? I'm going to say either baseball 
or tennis. Or bowling. Bowling is good. Um, I'll say baseball. I like baseball a lot. And I'm sad that it's not in the Switch Sports. That was like one of the best ones. Home run. Single. You know, like that was the best sport ever. Next, uh, let's do our final question. Let's scroll a lot. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Up, down, scroll, scroll. And we'll land here. Ronaldo or Messi? Oh, <laughs> what a final question. Ronaldo or Messi? Someone's going to be upset at me. I've always been a Messi guy. Uh, I don't know who's better. I don't keep up with soccer or football, as some call it, uh, if you're not in America. Uh, I've always been a Messi guy. I used to be a really, really big uh, Barcelona fan. I, I was a I was a bandwagon back in my like age nine, age eight days. Um, so yeah, I was a bandwagon. I was a messy guy. But that is going to wrap up all of the questions on the Mari Matter. A bit of a shorter episode, but what I like is that I didn't make it longer than it had to be. And that's how all episodes are. Like I never try to drag it out. Like the episode that I did with with Bo was almost three hours and it just ended up being that like I, I didn't I didn't mean for it to be that that long you know and so this one I didn't do my ramble intro which if, if I did this could be a longer episode um but yeah I didn't want to do that I can maybe do it now like a like in like, like a tiny bit like five minutes um I I didn't I didn't do it just because I didn't like doing that kind of ramble on a podcast for 15 minutes is kind of like the equivalent of doing a three minute intro on a tutorial video. Like it's kind of like that. It's so annoying. So I didn't want to do it anymore. Kind of a change to the Mario matter. So I like how it's working now. If you're interested in what I'm playing, I am not playing anything. I am actually waiting for Tears of the Kingdom. I'm streaming today as of recording. It would be already done as of posting this. Uh, I streamed Breath of the Wild DLC. That should hopefully go well. I'm streaming in two hours. It is 1.54 p.m. as of recording. And that'll be fun. So I'm playing that and then waiting for Tears of the Kingdom. And then I actually, guess what? I actually lost my entire save file for Twilight Princess HD. So I might buy the game. Sorry, I say Twilight Princess HD um, for Twilight Princess. I might bite the bullet and buy Twilight Princess HD. I was playing it on the GameCube version. I might buy the bullet and buy it on the Wii U and stream it over on Twitch. I say Twitch because I don't want to, like, bore the YouTube audience with an, with an older Zelda game. So maybe we'll go ahead and do that on Twitch. I'll leave my Twitch in the description. Actually, no, I won't. You can, you can find it on my channel page, but I won't promote it yet because it's not, like, a clean... I don't, I don't have all my banners updated. I don't have my descriptions updated. It's not good right now, but if, if you want to find it, I guess I I can link it for you. I'll link it in the description with all the links. There's a link. There's one link that says sources and links. It'll all be on there. And then let's give a shout out to our channel members. If you want to become a channel member, the link is in the description of the podcast, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is. Thank you so much to It's Kate, Carter Crossing, Abraham Belts, Jeremy R, Heisenberg TSG, Kuya Koi, and Phoenix Love 44 for being channel members. Once again, link in the description. They're getting amazing perks like unreleased videos, 
Shoutouts like this, access to recording sessions, special Discord access, and a whole lot more, including emojis. There's a whole lot to be had with channel memberships. Thank you all so much for watching this episode of The Mario Matter. If you enjoyed, feel free to like, subscribe, comment. If you're on Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast service that takes ratings, we would appreciate your best and honest rating. Hopefully a five-star. If you're being honest, then good on you. You're, you're, you're being honest that it's maybe a one-star or a two-star, but we do not welcome that. We are not, we're, we're not forcing you to give five stars, but if you do that, Nintendo will announce a new console uh, within the next four days. So, we would recommend it, because then good luck will come your way. But anyways, that is it. I love you all. Thank you all so much for watching. I'll see you all in the next podcast episode and the next stream. I love you all. Adios.